I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Episode 26 today. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us today. As you heard me chatting with Maria earlier, we are going to cover impeachment. It is happening now. The proceedings are underway right now. Pat Cipollone, on behalf of the president, is making his case for the rules laid out uh, or proposed, rather, by Mitch McConnell leader of the house uh it's in or leader of the senate rather uh it's an incredibly uh fascinating bit of proceedings taking place now it is though not void of politics we've heard from senator mike lee in recent weeks talking about the presence of politics in all of these uh proceedings it's uh something that is both uh legal and constitutional and uh, procedural, uh, but also replete with politics. You pick your side and you uh, get rooting. And in the end of it, uh, we'll see who comes out on top. Listen, the way I want to structure the the conversation with you here this morning is going to be based on four questions. First question is what's happening now? We're going to walk through what is actually happening now. As I mentioned a moment ago, there is a debate taking place over whether or not to adopt the proposed rules uh, introduced by uh, Mitch McConnell. That would allow for uh, three days for each side to make opening arguments right now. It's Pass up alone on behalf of uh, the the White House counsel making the case for why McConnell's proposal is strong enough and ought to be adopted by the Senate. Now, listen, I told you it's a political thing, uh, and uh, Mitch McConnell has the numbers. So, what's going to happen uh, after these few hours of debate over? The proposed rules by McConnell is the Senate will vote and likely, very likely, adopt these rules. Following that, there will be a proposed uh, amendment by uh, by Chuck Schumer, minority leader, and those will be granted two hours of debate as well. And it will likely be uh, shot down by vote or maybe tabled. We'll see how that plays out. There are a lot of uh, open question marks uh, still out there. So that's the first question. What's happening now? I'm going to introduce you to these folks who are speaking. Uh, Adam Schiff had some time on the floor. Uh, He spoke uh, at great length. Now it is the turn of the White House counsel. Then what is interesting, there are a number of Really peculiar, trivial items uh, taking place uh, right now on the floor of the Senate. There are a lot of things that go into this that when you are sitting around the the dinner table or around the water cooler at work, uh, you'll sound like the smart guy if you share these little tidbits. Uh, And I'll bring those up in a a moment. Some of the things have also uh, intrigued me, things I've learned. Uh, And then 
the the third question is what is frustrating i'm going to tell you right now there is a lot about this that is frustrating me and not to sound like some kind of partisan guy uh, but most of my frustration is focused on adam schiff he throughout this morning has engaged in some behavior that is uh, downright frustrating uh, and it is uh, in my humble opinion uh, right now i'll tell you in brief a kind of a betrayal of the integrity of this whole deal. I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. And then the fourth question, which will probably take a second segment to get through, it is what will happen later? So as these proceedings uh, carry out today, as the debate over the rules which will govern uh, these proceedings uh, come to an end and the, the trial itself begins in earnest, We'll get that sorted out and I'll share with you here on the program. So what is happening right now? About an hour and a half ago commenced a period of debate. I have in my hand here a resolution introduced by uh, Mitch McConnell. He submitted uh, the resolution which would relate to the procedures concerning the articles of impeachment against Donald John Trump, president of the United States. The clerk uh, read these read these rules, and they're very simple. If I'm honest, uh, each side will have an opportunity to to make its case. Uh, they'll go back and forth uh, for a number of days. Uh, three days now was uh, a change we heard uh, during the reading from the clerk. The printed version I had my hands on uh, included two days, so that's been extended uh, from what was believed to have been the duration of these proceedings earlier this morning. So now three days uh, each side, and uh, and then... It allows only after arguments have been made for motions to uh, subpoena witnesses or introduce documents or other evidentiary motions. That will all come after each side is able to make its case. And honestly, whether or not you agree with that portion of the rules being proposed by McConnell is going to depend on your politics. If you are a conservative type who is on the side of the president, uh, on the side of Pat alone, who is making uh, his case on behalf of the White House right now, you're going to say, yeah, these rules look okay. That's fine. Uh, the, the House had its opportunity to, to make its case. They called all the witnesses they could uh, or were inclined to call, and uh, that's fine. The case has been made. Let's uh, get through this. Now, if you are on the side of Adam Schiff, as he has explained to us uh, at great length throughout this morning, you are certainly going to want to see uh, and hear from these witnesses. Now, on the on the subject of witnesses, I was watching uh, CNN this morning, and out of the corner of my eye, noticed that uh, Manu Raju, a, a reporter there at CNN, he caught Mitt Romney in the hall, and uh, Romney had a, a brief comment regarding witnesses. Let me share that with you now. The big issue, I think, relates to witnesses and the discussion of witnesses and the vote on witnesses that counts is going to be after opening arguments. My guess is today they're going to have lots of motions on witnesses. We've all told them we're not going to deal with that now. We're going to deal with that after opening arguments, just like during the Clinton process. That's pretty clear, right? So after uh, the arguments are presented after each side has its opportunity, then we'll get into the question of witnesses. So uh, the Democrats, like Senator Romney just said, will likely make a a number of motions or attempt to motion those, uh, and they will likely be tabled and pushed off uh, into the future or consolidated into a a single motion. But that will all, again, come after uh, each case or each side has the opportunity to make its case. Now, uh, what is interesting right now? I used to work out in Washington, D.C., and so I, I know the uh, like the physical layout of, uh, they call it the Capitol Complex. 
there are three pretty impressive buildings all in a cluster there together. One is, of course, the U.S. Capitol building, flanked on each side by uh, House office buildings. On the other side, uh, there are Senate office buildings. And then uh, on the facing the Capitol building is the Supreme Court of the United States. It's exactly across the street. There is a big uh, kind of grassy area. Oftentimes there are demonstrators that will gather there. There are some trees. Each one has a little placard. Uh, they've come from special places around the country and the type uh, of tree is described in the year in which it was planted. It's very fascinating. Great place uh, for the field trips to come when the buses bring the kids uh, around the Capitol complex. Across the street again, as I said, is the Supreme Court. Right next to the Supreme Court is the Library of Congress. Uh, Side note, I used to each morning have breakfast on the roof of the uh, Library of Congress. That's how I'd start my day. Start a little bit differently now. Uh, Anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is that the Supreme Court is exactly across the street from the U.S. Capitol building. Why is that interesting? Well, because this morning uh, you'll know that uh, John Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, had a large role uh, and has a, a large role. In fact, at this very moment, he's sitting in the seat of the president of the Senate. Uh, that doesn't happen too often. In fact, three times only in the history of the United States, as you've heard repeated time and time again. Uh, but why is his, why do I talk about the proximity to the Capitol, uh, his day job? Well, this morning, you know, he wasn't just sitting around waiting for the Senate uh, proceedings to commence and for his responsibilities to begin as, uh, you know, presiding over the Senate. No, over across the street at the Supreme Court, he had to preside over two hours of oral arguments uh, as two cases were heard before the Supreme Court. His day job continues. He, this morning, the, some of the cases that are covered by the Supreme Court, while incredibly important and will set precedent, which will be followed for years and years to come, uh, some of them are pretty detailed, and it's uh, tough to uh, get excited about some of uh, the details or very specific things. Right now, there's one dealing with uh, some uh, criminal justice stuff, and then there's another one that has to do with uh, compulsory, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, what, what do you call it when you are like debating the, the merits of a adjudication? Uh, I'm sorry, it's not exactly a legal procedure, but uh, one step before that. Uh, I'm forgetting the word. Uh, shoot. Um, anyway, it was one of those being debated. So he sat there and for two hours uh, heard arguments made before the Supreme Court. And then, as I'm told, he uh, got... In a car, uh, drove across the street, walked into the chamber of the United States Senate and commenced presiding over these proceedings. So that uh, is a part of what's interesting. We'll come back. A few more interesting details. And then I want to share with you what has frustrated me so much about what has happened here this morning as these impeachment proceedings have commenced. That's all here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.